Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hancock and Kelly. Good morning, I'm John Brown. Now, typically you would be seeing Hancock and Kelly at this time, but we've made a change for this week. Over the past couple of weeks, there's really only been one big story, and that is coronavirus. So that's what we're going to focus on this morning instead of our normal political talk. Now, one thing we're going to look at is a possible vaccine and some uh, clinical drug trials that are now in the works. Testing has already begun as pharmaceutical companies get into high gear to try to come up with treatments for this global pandemic. We'll also look at travel and the entertainment industries and all of this being impacted by all the quarantines. Restaurants have already been shut down to dine in customers across the St. Louis area and thousands of jobs are being impacted by this. So we'll take a look at how you can support those industries while also keeping your family safe. And we'll look at one of the biggest issues that many parents are facing right now. What do you do with the kids? How do you deal with the kids now that they're going to be home for at least the near future? And if your kids are struggling with coping being at home, we'll have a few options for you. But we begin with this. This past week, thousands of new cases of coronavirus were confirmed in the United States, due in large part to wider testing. As we all know by now, the federal government is urging people to stay home when possible and not to have contact with others. And governments all over the world have also clamped down on travel, all in an effort to flatten the curve. We must sacrifice together because we are all in this together and we'll come through together. President Trump addressing the nation as new information about the coronavirus and young people is being learned. There are concerning reports coming out of France and Italy about some young people getting seriously ill and very seriously ill in the ICUs. A virus that has so far mostly targeted older people and those with underlying conditions affecting the largest segment of the population, those under 40. Stay at home. Uh, we should be acting as if Stay. we have the virus, as Tony Fauci says, so that we can protect one another. The United States has reached a tipping point when it comes to the coronavirus. That, according to health officials on the front lines of the pandemic. Over the last week, the country has seen dramatic increases in the number of cases and deaths. America's top doctor says we are two weeks behind Italy in terms of the number of infected exploding out of control. We really have a choice to make right now as a nation. Uh, do we want to go? Go the way of Italy and see our numbers increase rapidly or do we want to go the way of South Korea and China? That choice to self-isolate and shelter in place will determine how well the outbreak is handled here. If people aren't taking it seriously, you're not just affecting your health anymore, you're affecting everybody's health. Now there was also some good news buried this week out of China. The number of cases there is falling dramatically and those extra medical teams that had been put there have now begun to leave China. 3,600 medical staffers left Wuhan on Tuesday of this past week. All the temporary hospitals in that city that were set up to deal with the coronavirus cases have also been shut down because there aren't enough patients to fill them. More than 31,000 medical workers from across the country were sent to Wuhan to help combat the, uh, the pandemic. Rather, At one point this past week, also the city of Wuhan reported no new cases of the virus just weeks after doing that widespread quarantine. Well, that has health officials pretty optimistic here in the U.S. that we could see a dramatic drop in new cases 
Now, one of the social isolation protocols have been put in place there for 14 days. They say that gets us past the period where we could see those cases begin to decline. And that also explains why the federal government won't commit to additional economic measures much further than May because we simply have no idea what the situation will be at that point. Now, there's also a drug that's getting a lot of attention right now. It's normally used to treat malaria, but it is showing some promise in fighting coronavirus as well. Nick Watt has more on what the president wants the FDA to do right now. It's spreading the FDA now fast-tracking antiviral treatments, one currently used against malaria. It's going to be very exciting. I think it could be a game-changer, and maybe not. A vaccine still some time away. It has changed everything, and it will for the, for the foreseeable future. Carnival Cruise is apparently now offering up its fleet. If we should need ships with lots of rooms, uh, they'll be docked at New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco, different places. A field hospital on U.S. soil, Washington state. Around 10 million Californians told to shelter in place a $1 trillion national stimulus on the table. If we just, everybody stays home for six months, then, you know, it's hard to, it, it, it's going to be like the Great Depression. Clusters cropping up, at least 46 positives now at this one Illinois care home. Three dead, four others infected in just one extended New Jersey family. Hospitals across the country are rapidly running out of masks, gowns, protective eyewear that they desperately need. We are being asked to reuse and recycle single-use respirators and surgical masks when we go see patients. The CDC now advising use homemade masks, e.g. bandana, scarf, for care of patients with COVID-19 as a last resort. And in areas with community spread, consider allowing asymptomatic exposed providers to work while wearing a face mask. Here is one face of this growing pandemic. You choke, you throw up, the pain, the headache. And here's another. I feel like we shouldn't like change like our lifestyles necessarily just because of like Corona, especially because it hasn't been like affecting younger people. I think like that's why we don't take it seriously. Our Florida's beaches are still open. You've got to figure out how to get these people off the beach. Unless you can figure out how to completely be isolated from anybody else. I mean, this is, individuals gotta take responsibility. Because even if you don't suffer much, you can give this to others. Although up to 20% of coronavirus hospitalizations in the US are between 20 and 44, according to a new federal study. People need to pay attention, no matter your age. Some U.S. congressmen have now confirmed they have the virus. Georgia's entire legislature told to self-quarantine for two weeks after a state senator tested positive. In France now, to leave home, you need a certificate stating where you're going and why. They've cited thousands. I am not going to imprison anyone in the state of New York. I am not going to do martial law in the state of New York. But they are considering converting New York City's hotels into hospitals. The European Union now urging Netflix and others to stop streaming HD so we don't all actually break the Internet while we hunker down. Now, despite all the warnings not to go to work or anywhere else that there might be big crowds, some medical professionals are saying that we still need to get outside for our health. And as the weather gets warmer, that may be a lot easier, while others say, no, you still just need to hunker down. Brian Todd tries to make sense of it all. Along San Francisco's waterfront walkway, the Embarcadero, people walk, 
jog, roller skate during a shelter-in-place order from the city, in effect at least until early April. These folks were ordered stay at home. But there is an exception for what are deemed essential activities, and walking, hiking, and running are allowed if people stay six feet away from each other. We do need to be out and about, and I think the guidance that says go and do those things, but to keep your distance, I think that's very prudent because we have to stay who, true to who we are. What about touching common surfaces outside? We observe people playing volleyball in D.C. They're all touching the same surface. If anyone is coughed or sneezed, it's possible that they are transmitting to each other's hands. But experts say that risk could be lowered if they wipe the ball with sanitizing wipes and wash hands after they play. In Florida, beautiful weather still drawing crowds to some beaches that remain open, with people in close proximity to each other. Not concerned about health? No. <laughs> Probably should be more so, but... <laughs> Not a great idea, the experts say. I think you should be taking the same precautions outside that you would take inside. The recommendation is six feet away, smaller groups of people, not mixing large groups of people in close proximity where they could cough on each other. Getting some fresh air and getting some exercise can help everyone keep it together in crisis. But health authorities plead keep your distance and avoid larger groups. Young people especially may be tempted to go out. They were feeling totally invincible or are feeling that way, but they don't realize that they can be carrying lots of bad things home to grandmother and grandfather and even their parents. In San Francisco, couples were observed holding hands while walking outside. Is that a good idea? If you live with someone, you're sharing a household, you're in close proximity to them, and neither of you are symptomatic, then holding hands with that person that you're exposed to all the time is a low-risk activity. But you should both be very conscious about washing your hands frequently and avoiding touching your face, eyes, nose. If you live with family, that's another factor in deciding how much you want to go out. I live with my wife and our daughter, and they're out for a run in the stroller right now as it happens. But it might be different if we were living with an elderly relative who has chronic medical conditions or whose immune system is compromised in some way. Still to come this morning, the economy has taken a beating over the past few weeks due to the global pandemic. So how do we recover? But more importantly, what should the government be doing to get cash in the hands of families who have been hurt financially? That's straight ahead. Just search for Hancock and Kelly. More financial aid may soon be on the way. Senate Republicans have a major economic stimulus package that's aimed to help struggling families. John Lawrence has that story this morning. I'm officially introducing the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. The CARES Act, as it's named, brought to the Senate floor by Leader Mitch McConnell. It's the Phase 3 Economic Relief Bill, worth more than a trillion dollars. It would include $1,200 payments to adults or $2,400 for couples, plus $500 per child. However, there would be income caps. All Republican senators whether they're a part of this group that I just mentioned or not, have been asked to stay in town. We're here. We're ready to act. Democrats are concerned about the bill because they say they weren't given the chance to help with drafting it. It had virtually no input from Democrats. The CARES Act also has billions for big businesses and industries. Democrats say if it doesn't do enough for workers and small businesses, it won't have their support. We have to put the workers first. We don't want these industries to go under, but we certainly don't want the dollars 
that are put there to go to corporate executives or shareholders. Meanwhile, the travel industry has all but ground to a stop and the State Department advised all Americans against international travel. Now the president's coronavirus task force is not ruling out the possibility of stopping all air travel. Everything is on the table. Leader McConnell also said the bill would include money for health care professionals. They are looking at the possibility of passing it early next week, but first they need the White House and Democrats on board. In Washington, Lauren Blanchard, Fox News. And speaking of travel restrictions, new travel rules in the United States from Europe are being put into place. This as the virus swarms the western part of the continent. Fox News correspondent Brian Yinnis is in Newark, New Jersey with the latest on that. It's now clear that the peak of the epidemic is coming fast in some parts of the country. As Prime Minister Boris Johnson warns of an imminent surge of coronavirus cases in the United Kingdom, the United States is banning all travel from the UK and Ireland beginning midnight tonight. The disruption affecting an estimated 47,000 passengers that travel between the UK and US every day. The move expands US coronavirus travel restrictions already in place, banning all non-US citizens from China, Iran and 26 other European nations. This comes as public health officials acknowledge most new COVID-19 cases in the U.S. have originated from Europe, which according to the World Health Organization has now become the epicenter of the pandemic. We have seen a rapid escalation of cases of COVID-19. Today, the European Union announced it will enact a minimum 30-day travel ban on all non-essential travel into the EU. The less travel the more we can contain the virus. American passengers are being allowed back into the U.S. through 13 designated airports operating enhanced entry screenings. Passengers fill out a medical history questionnaire. Some get their temperatures taken. All must self-quarantine for 14 days. It's better than nothing, you know. Um, it might be better if, like, uh, they did more in-depth screening. Over the weekend, screenings caused long lines, but today lines were shorter after more staffing was added. It felt like a scary movie uh, because of all the people wearing masks. The spread of the coronavirus is wreaking havoc on the airline industry as empty airplanes, airports and travel restrictions push U.S. airlines to the brink. United Airlines cut 50 percent of its flight capacity. American Airlines cut 75 percent of its international flights, while Delta Airlines reduced its flight capacity by 40 percent. It is Delta's largest reduction in the history of the company, including 9-11. Meanwhile, TSA reports seven of the their screening officers have tested positive for COVID-19 at airports in Atlanta, Orlando and San Jose, California. Public health officials are asking all Americans not to fly unless it's essential. In Newark, Brian Yenis, Fox News. Now, once again, oddly enough, there have been some positive developments in regards to the slowing world economy. Closed factories mean that smog has been replaced by blue skies once again, and the water is even running clear in some cities where it hasn't in years. Ivan Watson has that interesting story this morning. This is what Chinese cities usually look like this time of year. Thick smog blanketing the skyline. But this year, there's something different in the air. Blue skies. In several Chinese cities, the air pollution has improved. Especially Wuhan, the original epicenter of the deadly coronavirus. The face masks many Chinese used to wear to filter out polluted air now warned to protect against the virus. 
NASA and the European Space Agency released satellite images from January showing Wuhan's nitrogen dioxide levels and the dramatic drop in February after 11 million people there were quarantined. CO2 emissions um, for the past four weeks are down by at least 25% because of the measures to um, contain the coronavirus. For the world's biggest polluter, that could mean a drop of 200 million tons of carbon dioxide. This is uh, more dramatic than anything else that I've seen in terms of the impact um, on emissions. But of course, the, the impact on uh, people's lives and, and uh, uh, the economy was equally dramatic. The Center for Research on Energy and Clean Air says coal consumption at fired power stations saw a 36% drop compared to last year. Their research also shows carbon emissions from the aviation industry plunging due to falling demand and widespread travel restrictions. But Greenpeace says improved environmental conditions may be temporary if China ramps up industrial output to boost the economy. The political attention of the Chinese leaders will be distracted uh, in the short term uh, you know, to uh, calm down the, uh, the, the outbreak of the uh, coronavirus, and that might distract them from other uh, important social economic issues, including the need to, uh, to fight climate change. In neighboring Hong Kong, air quality has also improved as the virus triggered partial shutdown. There are lots of people who work from home and that reduced the traffic volume and reduced the traffic congestion. Activists like Patrick Fung have been warning about the long-term impact of air pollution in his home city for years. This Clean Air Network released this dramatized public health warning. There's a uh, 1,500 premature death uh, one year alone in Hong Kong that is caused by air pollution. Now Fung says this brief period of clean air should be a wake-up call. If we want the children, the elderly who could live uh, healthily in Hong Kong, then we should think about how to make business as usual uh, to change. There's nothing business as usual about a global epidemic that's claimed thousands of lives. But in the short term, this public health crisis for humans may actually be helping the environment. Ivan Watson, CNN. And still to come here on a special edition of Hancock and Kelly, all this social distancing may mean you're spending more time with the kids than you have in years. So how are we all coping with this new normal, at least for now? A new study is confirming what doctors may have already noticed since the coronavirus started infecting people. Kids aren't typically getting as sick as adults, but that's not always the case. Mandy Gaither has that angle to the story this morning. Children in China with COVID-19 showed less severe symptoms than adults, but infants and toddlers were vulnerable to moderate and severe infection, according to a new study in the medical journal Pediatrics. Researchers examined more than 2,100 confirmed and suspected cases of the novel coronavirus in children reported to China's CDC. Nearly 6% of those cases were severe, and there was one death, compared to 18.5% of adults experiencing severe symptoms. For cases in infants less than one year old, about 11% were severe and critical. More than 90% of all pediatric patients were asymptomatic, mild, or moderate cases, and about 13% of child patients who tested positive for the virus did not show symptoms of illness. 
Researchers are still trying to determine why children with COVID-19 were not as sick as adults. For today's Health Minute, I'm Mandy Gaither. All right, another big issue right now is colleges. They're coming up, a lot of uh, seniors are coming up on their final year, and now they're not going to get to have graduation. All the great memories that come along with this. Yeah, it's disappointing for a lot of students. So Fox 2's Michaela McGee has a look at how colleges are coping when they have to shut down the entire campus. To the class of 2020, I have some unfortunate news to share. Washington University is one of the many schools that have been forced to make tough decisions that are directly affecting their students. After very careful thought and determination, as well as recent guidelines from the state of Missouri, we have made the immensely tough decision to cancel commencement. Graduating seniors will not be able to walk across the stage this spring. Another experience added to the list that many local college students will miss out on this year. St. Louis University still hasn't made any final decisions yet, but their seniors, especially first-generation graduates, are starting to worry. I've all been kind of thinking about and bouncing back different what-ifs, and we really just don't know what's going to happen. Um, we hope we're kind of just keeping hope right now. On top of campus activities and commencements being canceled, scare of a COVID-19 outbreak has led to universities switching to online classes and moving students off of campus. Students have been wondering what exactly that means since they've already paid for housing. Some schools have made the decision to provide refunds. SLU has yet to make any official announcements. I have no idea what that's going to look like or what SLU is even going to potentially try and do. I feel SLU definitely has the best interest of me and the rest of my peers, but also they're kind of focused on just making sure everyone's getting home safe and protecting themselves. Chancellor Andrew Martin of Washington University left his seniors with a message that I believe rings true for the entire 2020 class. This is a moment that will someday go in the history books and the decisions you are making right now, the sacrifices you are making for the sake of the well-being and safety of the world's most vulnerable populations will be forever remembered. Mizzou, WashU, and Maryville University have all confirmed that they will refund their students for the months they won't be living on campus. We're still waiting for word back from SLU. Reporting from WashU, Michaela McGee, Fox 2 News. And still to come here on Hancock and Kelly, of course we're all stuck at home and we could use a little diversion, right? An interesting look at how entertainment is changing in the midst of a pandemic. The coronavirus pandemic is affecting every kind of business, including the movie industry. David Daniel looks at what the present and the future could hold for Hollywood. We're going on a quest. Onward is the reigning box office champ, despite a massive drop in ticket sales last weekend, and it may hold that title for a while. We knew that this past weekend was gonna be down quite a bit because a lot of content has been moved, there were some theater closures. Veteran box office analyst Paul Dugarabedian says studios postponing big films such as A Quiet Place Part Two and Mulan, indeed delaying every major movie due out for several weeks, even before theaters began to close, is unprecedented. I think a lot of studios and content providers and producers are trying to figure out if this is a situation that's just affecting the here and the now, or if this will have a long-term impact on how business is done. We're gonna have to work together. Sure. Films don't usually reach home video until at least 90 days after they open in theaters. 
Now, studios are making movies such as Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, and The Invisible Man available on demand while they're still in cinemas. And Universal says it'll release Trolls World Tour, due in theaters April 10th, for home viewing on the same date. But Dergarabedian says don't look for streaming to replace cinemas forever. People love going to the movie theater and it's provided a traditional escape from the problems of the everyday world. And right now people are not able to do that. What I suspect though, as with many businesses, when this situation clears and people feel like they're comfortable going back to their normal routine, I think they're gonna really seek out those outside the home activities in a big way. Prepare for battle. Let's go save the world. In Hollywood, I'm David Daniel. Hopefully we get back to normal at some point, right? Well, thanks for watching this special edition of Hancock and Kelly. And as I said, we hope to get back to normal here on the show soon as well. But as you know, in your own life, it's all up in the air right now. So I hope you do have a great Sunday. Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace is coming up next and we'll see you back here next week.